This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Ooh, good stats. This Week in League, it's Hedgerpalooza 2016 as all three Queensland teams make the finals. Manu Ma'u under fire for going to Mad Monday dressed as a character from Orange is the New Black. After months of indecision, the fate of a West Tigers icon has finally been decided. Hash Tigers in Decline is back. And we preview all the action for the first round of the 2016 NRL Final Series. All that and more, This Week in League. Welcome to episode 238 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How's it going, fella? Good, buddy. Good Father's Day. I had a fantastic Father's Day. Yeah. I had three hours of silence. How's that work? It's fucking great. How do you get three hours of silence? Well, uh, For my Father's Day, I'd like you to remove all the fucking kids <laughs> and yourself <laughs> the fuck out of my sight. No, we had um, the, the brothers under 10's breakup party. They went Mad Monday, uh, laser sk- Mad Sunday. Went, went, cr- went crazy on crazy on the fucking laser skirmishes. Cra- crazy on the whiz fizz <laughs> yeah, and, the, and the lollies, just racking up lines of shirts. <laughs> solo, <laughs> the solo. <laughs> the hardcore kids were there crushing up oval TVs into a spoon. <laughs> um, so they, um, they they were really amazed that they'd booked this this party and they got the whole venue to themselves. It was yeah. it was fantastic until yeah. someone reminded them that they'd actually done it on Father's Day. Um, so we had the the, uh, the two year old was sick, yeah. So um, so my wife went along to the the football thing because she had the gifts for the managers and had to yep. thank them and all of that wank stuff. Um, and so I stayed home with the two year old and he uh, so was sick hours. and slept for three hours in the middle of the day. So good, it was just zen, <laughs> phenomenal. That would be amazing. Caught up on some footy. That would be amazing. Mm. <laughs> um, as always, we welcome our new listeners. Had a couple of uh, tweeters. It's good. Dude. Now, we must be finally acting welcoming enough to, uh, to yeah, to, they, 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 they got their courage up to, you know, to pipe up. Some came out of the woodwork. I did see uh, that. Yeah, so we, got, we got someone by the name of Keel Stanton, K-I-E-L Stanton on Twitter. Been listening for a couple of months now. Would have tweeted earlier, but was waiting for a night's win. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> mate! You you would have been you would have listened to thirty episodes <laughs> before that happened. So uh, it was great you came out of the woodwork. Now, um, Bud Smoko, B U D S M O K O on Twitter, a long time listener, first time tweeter, Doctor Hashtag Restfault Therapy, sensational, and uh, Josh Clark eighty five Clark with an E. Hey boys, been listening since the Fitbit MILF episode. Love the work. Hopefully, ho- hopeful for one more win for the Knights. Ash <laughs> can only hope. Yeah, there we go. Sorry guys, in retrospect, this obviously was tweeted before the game, and um, I'm I'm sorry that you yeah. didn't quite get there. Tell you what though, rugby league is alive and well in Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, they've still got fans. Well, yeah, I mean it's all relative, isn't it? Like think think of everyone else in Twill Nation. Yep. If their teams had had the season that the Knights have just had. No, our, no, no. See, our, our, our listeners are fucking staunch, man. That's a thing. They don't give a shit about that. Oh, I can think of quite a few that would be there regardless. arms in air. With, with, you know, with the exception of the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Even when they're winning out there. But, 
<laughs> Even that Jared Hayne shine for <laughs> last a week, two weeks. <laughs> They're not turned up no more. But, uh, <laughs> well, that's, they're probably the only ones though. I mean, like, we have seen a, a significant uh, a significant swelling of the the Cronulla fan base <laughs> over the past eight months. But um, yeah, otherwise, you know, fairly. I mean, it's funny. The, I reckon the smallest fan base in terms of our listenership. Look, I could fucking look up the statistics for this because, I mean, we sort of do a little bit of survey every year to you know, figure out who people yep. are going for and that. And uh, obviously the majority are manly, followed by West Tigers. Maybe that changes you. I don't know, maybe we picked up more Penrith. It feels like about the same Penrith, though, honestly. Yeah. I feel like the same guys, the usual suspects. The, always the Penrith, strong, it's always quality group. over quantity. It's always been a big group, the Penrith supporters. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. Uh, I, think, I think historically probably the Storm would be the lesser. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see how you, that you goes. You just go by the, le- the least amount of tweets you get for games. And yeah. Like, storm. for example... Well, the least amount of tweets is like a traditionally Canberra or like that, but say, they've come out of the woodwork the this year. If the Raiders played the Warriors... Yeah. You knew you'd get no tweets for yeah. that game. And, and pretty much anyone plays the Warriors this year, it's always the one mm. we're struggling for tweets. Yeah. Except for this game this week, because uh, Eels fans, they fucking loved it. They love that cheaty ass fucking team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, noobs, and uh, everyone. Uh, rewind and listen Welcome. to those Twitter handles again, and uh, yeah, get around, give make, us some followers. Make sure get on Twitter and uh, and search for for the this weekend league mentions, and get into people during the games, join in the conversations. Don't mm-hmm. wait to uh, don't wait for people to invite you in. Get in there and give people shit. Exactly, exactly. Now, mailbag this week, uh, Twill only. So reveal yourself too, by the way. Um, you fucking coward. <laughs> I mean, God. considering the amount of players getting off charges at the judiciary this year, do you think we see more take a punt next year? No. I don't, I don't think it's ever worth going into foul play with the expectation or the hope that you're going to get off. Yeah. I no. mean, I think 90% of the, you know, 95, 99% of things, they're either, well, you know, the, the 1 or 2% are like heat of the moment. Grubby yep. things because the dude's got a temper and he just fucking yeah. just gets taken over by you know by the devil at that moment. Yep. But I reckon the, the other ninety-seven percent or however many percent it is is just mistimed, like accidental, unfortunate yep. shit. You know, yep. like a a guy falls into something or the guy you know he goes for a big shoulder contact, legit tackle, but you know it's it gets a dude nails a dude in the head because the dude's shorter than you know whatever. <laughs> yeah. Guy stepping off his you know, whatever, like you know, you get missed you know, wrong footed and mm. you know, you throw you know stuff like that is the vast majority. I wouldn't think the players go out there with the with the with the actual intent of being dirty, although you know we've seen it in years gone by. Like you can't tell me that Paul Gallen back in the day when he's trying to rip fucking stitches out yeah, <laughs> of and stuff. Like there's there's a couple of people you know are always gonna have a grub in them. Like your big Greg Birds, like that Luke O'Donnell, Parkers. that Luke O'Donnell origin, yeah, and that Mark Guyer origin for that matter. <laughs> like the one where he was fucking took out like you know Peter Jackson elbow, <laughs> Paul Hoff elbow, got a punch great. on with Wally Wanker, like that. Yeah. But he, even he meant that shit. I mean, he, like he had to meant that shit. Players like Sam Burgess, yes, um, and and Josh Reynolds who have specific grub in them. Josh Reynolds is too much of a fucking repeat offender. Yeah. To it's, get any benefit of the doubt, yeah. So um, and the bird eye are the same too. I mean, with like again, oh, just made for the chicken, late hits and chicken wings and all yeah, just, that. That grubby shit. I mean, but that that I wouldn't be surprised if that's trained into them as well. Mm. But yeah, yeah. You could you could sort of you can really pick the repeat offenders out, and the, and the, at a certain point, people lose benefit of the doubt for me. But most of the time, I think it's just unfortunate. Yeah. Um, 
Where are we? Eagle-eyed Kiwi. It seems like this is the first season in a long time that all coaches made it through the season. Plenty of candidates for the sack. Yeah, good point. Excellent point. I don't know when the, when the last season like that would have been, but it always feels like someone's going every year. Every year that Tim Sheens was in a job, it felt like someone should go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian Smith was there. Um, <laughs> it never felt like he was around for a long Minibus. Time. Good old minibus. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Paul McGregor could have gone at any stage. Trent Brash should have gone before round one. Um, fucking McFadden. Yeah. He should, have, he should have gone, most certainly. I think what what happened with those guys is that, well, Barrett obviously was never going because, I mean, there was, you know, there was, there was ego and, and pride involved in yeah. the decision-making there. Uh, McFadden, they started terribly. The writing's on the wall. He's going to get sacked. And then the Warriors go on a bit of run and start looking like you know, they're, they're going to qualify for the finals and all that sort yeah. of thing. So it gets past that stage where he sort of saves himself. And the board came out and said he's our coach for 17. Yeah. And then, so. the, then the arse falls out of the, at the end of the season, as it always does. And uh, uh, look, you know, Jason Taylor didn't exactly get results either. I mean, you know, I guess, well, you know, ninth is a result. I guess that didn't specify. It's like, it's like with Trent Barrett. I mean, it's like a result-driven business, but... You know, and specify what results. Yeah, losing's a result. Yeah. The winning's a result. It I mean, you've got to be result. more specific, right? Yeah. Um, and McGregor, I mean, far out. I mean, I think he might be the he he might be the first one to go over the off season. I reckon. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. Ivan Cleary to coach the Dragons. Ivan Cleary to coach the Dragons. Yeah. And uh, and and. Are and you take, saying are you saying that because Ivan's the only reputable coach unemployed, or? Yeah, oh, the, and or that's actually and that actually makes it even more amazing that all the coaches made it through a season because it's not every season where an actually an actual proven. Good coach is waiting in the wings out there. I mean, you've got the you've you've got a lot of there's always career coaches in the yeah. mix, like your geniuses and your Brian Smiths and so forth. Although, yeah, you know, I've said this before with Ivan, like we paid him for this year, mm. and it, it's an opportunity for him to sit back, yep, and help his son on his his entry into into professional football, and not have other coaching commitments alongside that. You know, so perhaps I'm, that would be Anthony Griffith's sure. responsibility. <laughs> no, players' families often held them as well. Look at yeah. what the fucking Burgeye's mum did for them. What fucking just... Just... <laughs> <laughs> but she just kept producing brothers for them. I mean, what, what, did she, what did she do for them? Bent down in front of Rusty. That's what she did for them. <laughs> <laughs> Bend the knee. (laughs) (laughs) Could you keep a straight face after he finished? Are you not entertained? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure that Ivan was was, you know, raring to get back into it. He seemed pretty happy in those couple of games. You saw him on the hill with a Woodstock in his hand, and yeah, but you know, he's like you. You know, you, you're doing a professional things. You know, you your occupation. You'd like to be doing that thing. I mean, sure, it's great sitting on your ass for a year. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Pay, pay me like whatever they're paying him, like half a million or something. You know, sit on my ass for a year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could probably manage it pretty the, well. The, the fact that you paid year off coincides with your son's entry into first grade. Yeah. But that didn't happen until fairly. No, it was on the cards. It was, yeah, it was on the cards, but it didn't happen fairly late in the piece though. Too. Yeah, it's like every morning. You wake up there's a lot of coaches you know, the there's, there's a lot of coaches that could have got sacked yeah true in that long true. fucking period of time before that even happened <laughs> um, a couple of guys sent us this one uh, Peko Nicolo and, uh, and Terry Twill 
Matty John Show did a best chins in rugby league segment. Hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, I saw the YouTube. And the YouTube, do you have a segment? Yeah. Look. How many coincidences? Just a coincidence, I say. Hmm. Just a coincidence. Hmm. It's like that thing, what do you call it? Like, you know, the... You know, the, like the mutual... Like just organic coming up with an idea, just you know, completely independent, just uh, what, collect- happy accident. Collective hive thought. Yeah, yeah, basically. Something yeah, like okay. that. And on mine and our tweets or, you know, listening to the show or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, <laughs> or that of our listeners. It's a, a thought sombrero. Yeah. For example. <laughs> thought sombrero. A thought sombrero. Okay. Um, Occupy Duckburg, aka Mup, said that... Uh, Hey, this is my first finals campaign since listening to this weekend league. And that's true because the Titans, yeah, the, the Titans, it's been, it's been a while since the Titans were in there. You know how I can tell that it's his first finals campaign? Why is that? He is normally a Twitter master. Yep. He is sensational at just dropping out breadcrumbs <laughs> <laughs> and then seeing who comes along and picks them up. Yep. And then just absolutely shellacking these people. Yep. And he is just so out of form at the moment. He was trying to get on today about how Penrith... Just, just dropping things out there about how Penrith have everything to lose this week. <laughs> everything to lose. And if yeah. they don't win, it's all for nothing. And It's exactly. It, it's so damaging to it'll, them. It'll wreck Moreland's career. But um, then when it was suggested that he was projecting the Hain pressure onto other teams, <laughs> full defensive. <laughs> He's only played five NRL games. You know? So, um... I support him 100%. Get some stress balls. I support him 100% because if, uh... You want to talk about him being out of form, you just fucking wait and see what happens as the Titans beat the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait and see what happens. It, it's going to be a thing of beauty. It is. And it's going to be like, fantastic. Uh, and, and, if you've got, and, and if you've got fucking, like, futures in, you know, in, in Saxa... I would dump those shares immediately because it's about to be a glut in the market. <laughs> Either way, but especially so if the Broncos were to lose and go out in the first round at the hands of the Titans, no less. Arab salt barons have their brokers on standby. <laughs> Is Ben Hunt receiving kickoff? <laughs> oh no, settle, settle. Uh, sexy underscore Bethany97. Tigers just missing the eight. Storm being minor premiers. Have we gone back in time? Will real dad come back? <laughs> uh, Hayden. So, uh, congrats to all the Broncos supporters. Must be great to have all three of your teams in the finals. Mm. The Broncos are fans are loving it. Danger underscore anger. <coughs> Money is tight this year for Father's Day, so I'm going to get stepdad a new microwave and just give real dad stepdad's old one. <laughs> uh... My Sagoon85 said, to the Twill member showing off his Twill scarf as the players walk out of the tunnel, I applaud you, sir. This was the Broncos East game, and um, it was uh, Earthboy75 on Twitter, uh, Coxie. He um, he actually messaged me on Facebook like five minutes before kickoff and said, I'm in the, t- in the, in the Roosters player tunnel with the rest vault scarf. And so, and I, 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 I didn't think at the time, like, you know, to, to you know, grab a screenshot or anything on the app. And, you know, the, cause I'm, I was, I'm watching it on my phone through the yeah. app. And so yeah. you don't see, you, you can't rewind the game. You know, they don't put the replay up until, Til you know, till after the fact. Yeah. You can't, yeah. like, replay, like, re- rewind, you know, as, you, as you're watching it. Uh, it must be just, yeah, that, that technology must though. not exist. For them to just... 
Yeah. It must be just really, really expensive, yeah. given that the NBA and the NFL and everything, you can do whatever you want. Mm. And the UFC, five past one, I mean, fuck, you can pick your camera angles of, through the fight and, and listen to which corner you want in between rounds. And, you know, it's all very technological, though. It just makes me fucking sad. Yes. Um, and I shout out to everyone else as well who, uh, who mentioned that. Astronauts. Thursday afternoons always good heading to work with this week in league on the iPod. Thank you, sir. At Auto George. I knew I was on a winner when I started listening to you guys. Your show is one of the best rugby league pod going around. Keep up the top work. One of the best. Auto George. Oh. You know, thank you, sir. Backhanded compliment. Backhand. I mean, you know, well, yeah. Like, you, know, you went you went probably 60% of the way. <laughs> it's a pass. I'll give you a C. Compliment blue balls. <laughs> Sinkers underscore 90. Hey boys, I'm wondering if you've ever heard of the 16 curse, being that the player in number 16 is usually shit. Example, Tony Williams, Lewis Brown. No, I had never heard of the 16's curse. I'd never heard of but it. But it's definitely a thing now after those two. Well, I just want to look. I'm just going to look at this. Okay, so we've got um, Jai Arrow for the Broncos. No, this is a bullshit. Party for the Titans. No. Okay, so then we're going to the next game. Clay Priest, hmm. Jesse Senior-Lafau, hmm. more more fodder there. Yep. Uh, Jordan McLean for the Storm, Scott Bolton for the Cowboys. Yeah, not not yeah. so much. Yeah, he's a poor man's Matt Scott. He's Chris Grevesmule for the Panthers. No, and Tony right. Williams for the Dogs. Now, see, no, I'd never heard of it either. But if you have any history on it, or if anyone else has heard of it. Yeah, I mean, what I, what I would have done if I had more time was go back to like the last round where we got, you know, 16 examples yeah. to choose from. Yeah. And maybe we we got a better sample group, but uh, yeah, look, I I haven't heard of that at all. No, I hadn't, yeah. And uh, But if anyone else has, hit us up. Yeah, and like Lewis, Lewis Brown is 16. I mean, like Lewis Brown, you know, he's, he's got to wear three and other numbers as well, too. Mm. I mean, he's just fucking shit wherever he is. I mean, it ain't 16, oh, he's, he's, not him. he's not shitting up. You know, you know, a thirteen or a. He's shit in any jersey you put him in. Yeah. Because he's shit. He's shit. He's shit in seven. By very, by, by very, by very definition, he's a shit player. He's a fucking potato. He should go yeah. to England. He did. He, he, he did well. At the Warriors did well. At Penrith. Must be that manly jersey. I'd say he's just fucking shit. Hmm, fair enough. I don't know if he did. If he did well at Penrith, they probably would have kept him. No, 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 no. We, we dealt fairly with you. Gave you our best stock. <laughs> Special K online. Well, sorry, I should preface this this tweet. <laughs> Last week on the show, we put it out there that you had tried to go through some process to get a Titans membership to satisfy the conditions of a bet or a claim you'd made. Oh, fuck me. So, you tried and failed, couldn't get a membership. Firstly, did you ever get a contact from the club I've had no reply from voicemails mm-hmm. no reply to emails yep and all of the tweets that went out last week went unreplied nothing and I looked are we blocked <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check right now um, actually because our, our account would have been the, the common thread through all this abuse and yeah, <laughs> this general um, shit they got nothing it would have been easy for them just to block us but we'll see what uh, we'll see what no reply to emails no, no reply to voicemails yep other people reported success, though. Why do you think that is? What, in buying a membership now? We're getting contact back from... Who? Well, they're not following us. Who's getting contact back? 
We're not blocked either. So oh, someone, getting, oh, wasn't someone... Weren't people tweeting you saying shit? Who's getting contact back? I don't know, someone. Oh, didn't I see tweets no, about it? No, no one's getting saying contact Saying that you're back. fucked? Like it's all you? No, he said ring them. So okay. I rang them. Yeah. No dice? No. Right. Um, so... What an absolute international cunt circus of a club. <laughs> so we've... Uh, got a situation where a bunch of people probably like a dozen 15 20 people sent tweets to the titans and copied us in and yeah many 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 of them were very polite and so yeah please many get in touch were with, polite please get in touch with you know this guy get him a membership then we got special k online yo irrelevant cc <laughs> Titans fuckheads <laughs> get jay a membership you mouth breathing cum dumpsters <laughs> sometimes you get further with sugar <laughs> Catch more flies with honey than vinegar. <laughs> oh, yeah, but um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And to just, just to make sure that it wasn't um, a deeper issue than the Titans. Yep. I did the same thing with my Panthers, yep. and they I could go and purchase everything from a full sixteen membership. Yep. Why you do that now? I don't know. Right through to a basically irrelevant token membership yep um bandwagon membership for for 2016 mm-hmm. yep so 2016 yep yep um it's like times so, don't like money oh somebody sent through they've got a pledge thing yeah and what is so that like a pre-order up, for us yeah you pay $25 yeah and for your $25 you get $25 off your 2017 membership so that's a deposit on your 2000. Okay, so that's all it is, yeah. yeah. So that's a non and I guess it's a pledge, which means it's not refundable. Because <laughs> <laughs> you pledged this money to me, you fuck. Yeah, so. Okay, interesting. So, did you do that then? <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> 2017 Gold Coast Titans membership? You Look didn't say 2016. You didn't say, specify the year. You just said you're going to buy it. I think you yeah, have to. I'm trying to buy it. Uh, Maybe you should pledge to buy a 2017 <laughs> one and then I'll give you one. <laughs> I don't know, just ideas. Brett Slater, um, speaking last week, talking, uh, he's talking about his old man, as, as well as listening to the show. To confirm, we're Brisbane Broncos fans, and yes, we're guilty of hedging with the Cowboys and Storm. Hashtag, Jay was right. <laughs> <laughs> Mario C. Yeah, that yeah, that is an honest Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. It's, probably yep. the, it's probably the only one of two in existence. Yep. So, well done, sir. That is stage four, acceptance. And be, be happy in your hedging ways. And the ones that say they don't hedge, they're either being honest in, in that they don't hedge, but also then they're shit Queenslanders. Yes. Or they're lying and they're and they're spot on Queenslanders. Yeah, exactly. Because the fact is, if you're a Broncos fan and the Titans get the grand final and they're against like the Melbourne Storm or something, yep. Broncos fan is going, you know, not going for the Titans. Shit Queenslander. Yeah. Exactly. The Storm are probably a bad example because of the Queensland connection yeah, in there as well. But let's say Sharks... They're Queensland South. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Mario Seags. After the aberration of 2015, normal service resumes with one host team making the finals and one missing. Wrong bloody way, though. Yes. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, this week in X-Factors. Fuck. Chapo. Base Chapo. Two minutes into the Matty John show and Gordon Tallis has mentioned X-Factor twice. Uh, then we had, had tweets from uh, Jack W. Colley. And uh, Shanta as well. Uh, and Jack Jack said, this is heinous. And Shanta said, apologies to Jay, but this is one of the worst I've seen. 
if you cut Bryce Cartwright open, he'd start bleeding X Factor. Jesus Christ. And now the, the extra layer on top of this is that article was written by a friend of the show, Nick Campton, <laughs> aka Footy Facts 37, <laughs> who I've met. <laughs> He's a great guy. Um, and he used to send us a ton of ton of you know, random stats and trivia and facts and stuff to the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, journalist. He wrote the article. And let me tell you, <laughs> that line was hilarious. And I wish it was trolling you. But that whole article, if you read the entire article from which it sprang, every team in finals contention had a paragraph entitled X Factor. <laughs> there was so much X Factor in that article. Did you see the reply though? What he tried to put in the article? Yeah, and what was it that he like? He wakes up in the morning and pisses X Factor yeah, or something. Price Cartwright gets up in the morning and pisses straight X Factor. Yeah, and see that would almost be acceptable because that's hilarious. That would be great. I, like, even I'd like, pay that one. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, Joshua, Mr. Joshua, so Josh underscore U underscore Wa nineteen eighty. Even the coffee has X Factor now, <laughs> and it's a Cappuccino Express run by Rita. X Factor menu. And Jesus I, the, the Christ! Menu, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. The, the the menu doesn't appear to have that much X Factor. I mean, I'm looking at it now, and you got like a cappuccino latte, flat white, long black macchiato, mocha espresso, uh, hot chocolate, white chocolate tea. So, oh, there you go, chai latte. So, I mean, probably a little bit of X Factor in that. You know what? <laughs> Frappes. A lot of X Factor in frappe. The the only way they could if flavored coffee. If she's in X Factor, no. If she's in vanilla syrup in the back. Yeah. And instead of handing you your coffee, she just passes it under where you can't see, under her legs, and you don't know if she's pissed in it or not. For those for and those playing for those playing at home, Jay's actually turned, swiveled in his chair towards me, opened his done legs, a leg. <laughs> spread, done, done a Sharon Stone, and demonstrated what he was talking about. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you thought I painted a vivid picture with old stiletto in the chap side. <laughs> One day you'll just move to Snapchat for those things. <laughs> Exactly. So this week in Luke Dawn, uh, we've had some um, had some more suggestions. Kirk Gidley and so on. Uh, I was emailing with the boys from Super League Pod, and it's like Jacob Miller is ninety percent chance of happening because it seems to be the best. And also matches. I mean, yeah, older listeners of the show, or you know, longer term listeners of the show, will remember the days with with Real Dad when anyone who was going to throw on the six or seven for the West Tigers it was a revelation was, was a future immortal future fucking Jonathan Thurston like and, you know you, you had your Jacob Millers your, your Blake Lazaruses and so well, you went through a fucking a terrible a terrible amount of fucking halves and uh, Jacob Miller though seems to have found himself a home over there in England so it may be it may be him but uh, here the boys are for this week's entry Thanks very much, gents. Good to be back with the full complement of fixtures this week in Luke Dawn. And we'll start, because we have to, with Thursday night's game where it was Wigan 6, Witness 8. The Vikings' discipline in this one was appalling, but had nothing on a Warriors attack that appeared to lack any ideas or ingenuity. It wasn't even one for the purists. Just a terrible game I'd sooner forget. NRL reject Jack Buchanan was one of two second-half Simbinins for Witness, but Wigan could not capitalise after regularly refusing to take kicks at goal to tie up the game. 
And there wasn't much on show by way of defensive effort on Friday night as Castleford beat Wakefield by 46 points to 22 in this local derby grudge match. Denis Solomona bagged a hat-trick whilst Junior Moores impressed for the home team. In reply, it was young winger Tom Johnston and Toronto-bound Craig Hall who impressed for the defeated Wildcats. Also on Friday night, it was St. Helens 31, Hull FC 10. Saints continue to confound all before them with totally uninspiring and error-strewn victories. A half-cut Hull FC on the wrong end of a, of a... Despite a decent turn by NRL outcast Sikamanu, Hull coach Lee Radford said after the game that some of his team looked like they'd fallen out of a bar on Tuesday morning. That's because they had. Their fans may forgive them after the cup final, though. And the final game of the weekend saw Catalan Dragons' season all but ended by the Warrington Wolves, who moved into first place on the ladder with a 26 points to 22 victory in the south of France. Wyatt might have been missing some of their razzle-dazzle, but their youngish side were more than a match for the casual Dragons, who now only retain the slimmest of hopes of reaching the top four. Down in the qualifiers, things are really heating up in the race for 2017 Super League spots. On Friday, another inspired performance from James Seguiaro helped Leeds to a 30-8 win over Salford, who, with their merry band of rejects, adulterers and wife-beating cunts, had their third loss in a row, leaving their Super League status in doubt. A good start for Jamie Sowers' Broncos was a mere aberration as Rick Stone's Giants, under on-pitch mouthpiece Danny Brough, saw the Huddersfield v London game end 40 points to 4 to the home side. Batley and Featherstone played a game that no one really needed to care about, but a thrilling encounter nonetheless between the two winless sides ended 11-10 in favour of the home side Bulldogs. But the biggest story is saved for Hulkingston Rovers versus Lee Centurions. The championship loudmouths and all-around Grubbs Lee overcame awful conditions and a slow start to beat Hull KR 25-18 in their own backyard. In his, uh, in his own backyard is where Albert Kelly seemed to want to be, as he was suspended from playing by his club after an extended trip home to Oz saw him miss the flight home back. Okay, general stuff. Uh, the memberships are trickling away, getting rid of you know a couple a week sort of thing, so we're getting down to the final few left. Uh, I don't know what the size is off the top of my head, but if you go to the side, the... the uh, the sizing that's left in the inventory there is, is accurate uh, to what actually exists. Um, Solzy04 tweeted us, uh, what a great time of year, finals and El Loco. Yep. I hear you, man. I hear you. It's good times. I think Solzy's been, he's a uh, 100% attendance record for these things too. Get your livers ready, people. Yeah, yeah. Fucking oath. I have to let you all know I'm an enabler. <laughs> <laughs> and enablers in a, in a room of fucking enablers uh, yeah it's going to be loose so and, and of course you don't have to be a member to turn up I mean if you're listening to the show by all means fucking rock up to El Loco we'll yeah give you the, get we'll, in we'll, we'll give you the exact details as we get closer but look if it's anything if past years anything to go by I forget what the name of that fucking pub down the street's called <laughs> It's like a block away from down Fovo Street, though. Turn, like, turn up to El Loco, tweet that you're there, and we'll send someone up to get you. <laughs> it's like a block down the hill, and it's open at 10. So we're going to be at that place. You know, I think we, well, we've got the flights and everything. I think we're getting into Sydney about 9, 20 past 9 or something like that. So we'll be basically uh, in an Uber or a, or a listener picking us up. Um, although last year's ride is in Belgium at the moment. So that's Damn. unfortunate. God damn it. Um, in Bruges. Shout out to Perm. Um, 
but uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be in an Uber or whatever. Um, hit the hotel, dump our shit. Uh, you know, check in, mm. and then head straight over to there to get on the piss. And uh, our local opens at midday, so if you're not a drinker, or if you if you and you don't want to be around like people drunk at ten o'clock, ten o five, then then you tap down like at midday, and you know it'll all, it'll all be happening there till probably about three or you know whatever. But people can kick on you know whenever they want. And if you go into the grand final, fucking head over whenever you want if you want to watch the, the Reggies and whatever. But you know. now uh, I, I have also seen a couple of people get out there and you know say, oh yeah, look, I'll. I want to come along. I'll see if I can bring some mates with me. Yeah. Mates are welcome, but you don't have to bring mates with you. You've got because a fucking, you've got a fucking mates, ready-made group, so don't be yeah, afraid exactly. of turning up to this thing solo. Yep. Um, because the the minute you walk in the door, everyone knows your name. Exactly. My fucking cheers. Exactly. You walk in the door and it's like, hey, Nami. <laughs> Been a This Week in League listener now since partway through 2014 and just purchased my first membership. Looking forward to it arriving. And that was someone who bought one this week. And he's got hashtag X Factor on there just to put some fucking... Oh, thank you. Put some flavor on the tweet. Tall Hayden. Fuck shreds for stereo. There's only one month till we'll meet up and I'm fat as fuck. <laughs> Died of HSP and Jack Daniels. <laughs> so yeah, so by all means, shred, shred for shred for Tool Nation. And, you know, yeah. Shred for our logo if you want to. Get that man shake into you. <laughs> yeah, get, get some man shakes. Um, yeah. <laughs> the least they're about the better. But uh, yeah, so get your memberships. Uh, a logo. <laughs> grand final day I mean this is going to be the third year we've done it uh, it's, it's, it's fucking awesome um, to sink piss with a, a room full of like minded uh, people and they're people that you know a lot of you well, now it's the point where a lot of people you know know each other they might have met there for the first time yeah. and they've you know since socialised afterwards so it's, it's great to catch up again and um and for those who haven't been yet, it's a great way to sort of, you know put a name to the Twitter handles as well, and realise that people, you know, might be massive fucking gronks on, on Twitter, <laughs> and they're not necessarily as as bad in real life. What do they uh, call yeah. those people who are just they're like warriors behind their keyboards? But look, I don't know computer yeah. computer ba- computer battletrons. I don't know. <laughs> But um, again, full disclosure. Chapos. Now, <laughs> um, now that I'm not as young as I used to be. Yeah. So there is a genuine chance that some members of Twill Nation may need to weekend at Bernie's stepdad into the grand final. <laughs> Look, I had to do that. I had to do that in 2014 with Glenn. <laughs> he still doesn't remember the first half of that game. We can we can we can mock South, South Sydney ringing the bell and shit before the game, but he's got no recollection of that shit. Until until he smashed like you know a pie and a sauce and, and a hot dog <laughs> and a couple of bottles of water at halftime. Yeah, nice. It was a, it was a wasted trip. Really. <laughs> he was that fucked up. But uh, and then then last year he topped that by being present of mind through the entire grand final. But then you know power spewing it at like eleven. It was like it's it's hard to it's hard to think of like a you know movie Elf and, and, yeah. and then Will Ferrell like skulls a ball of coke or whatever and yep. it's this burp that goes for like about a, you know a minute or you know, 30 seconds that was what Glenn did except with spew like, you're like how long can a spew because like oh, you're in the next room and you can and you know you're just hearing fucking carrot hit water and <laughs> it just didn't stop <laughs> How, what 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 sort of capacities is dude fucking running at? Like, how can how can, how can one small little you know jockey sized little dude like 
hold that much, you know, carrot and liquid, you know, whatever the fuck, you know, like, it just did not stop yeah, coming nice. out. So, um, yeah, so this is like, quite, what I'm trying to say to you is, um, you've got nothing to be ashamed of and, and it's a very low bar. Oh, no, shame isn't a worry. Shame's not a worry at all. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that. So uh, and as I said last week or you know the week before, just uh, there's no RSVP process required for this one. I mean, just rock up. I mean, they'll take you know if people are out the door, then you know so be it. But uh, it's good uh, for us, yeah, because like you know, if we want to chuck some food on or whatever at the start for when you get there, uh, it's a good idea just to signal your intentions, just just so that you know we can sort of plan around that sort of thing. Okay, uh, where are we? Match fixing. This shit just kicked off. Well, it has. It's it's almost like pre kicked off. Mm. Uh, and it only you know not too long before we started recording. To be honest, and um, what's happened is uh, just when the NRL thinks they've escaped from the match fixing thing, because remember it was quite a big thing for a while yep. there, for you know like two months ago or something, and it was like. Oh, it's damaging this, and it's going to be a fucking huge deal. But nothing happened, and then everyone just sort of died away. And you know, Foran sort of, you know, Kieran Foran was said to be around there. He sort of faded into the background and went mm. off to do his thing. Um, Eddie Hayson didn't really ever get brought to heel for anything. Mm-hmm. But NRL players and officials will be made to front the New South Wales Crime Com- Crime Commission as soon as Thursday, as authorities ramp up their probe into alleged max fi- match fixing of rugby league matches. The um, State Crime Command's organised crime squad have launched Strike Force Neuralda to investigate betting patterns on at least three NRL games to determine whether any criminal offences have been committed. Dozens of players from the Parramatta Eels, Manly Seagulls, South Sydney Rabbitohs will be questioned by police over possible match-fixing in the NRL. Um, interviews with people of interest will begin on Thursday, just the day before the final series opens up with the uh, Titans playing the Broncos at Suncorp. Mm. Um once again, there's no suggestion that anyone get, who gets summoned has committed an offence, but there's going to be a lot of people and officials uh, interviewed by these guys. Uh, it's it's uh, so the development has the ability to derail the final prospects of any side containing league identities viewed as persons of interest. So while the investigation is expected to take months to complete, today's announcement that a strike force has been formed is a signal that investigations will now begin in earnest. Yep. So look, it's very early stages. Then I'll talk to everyone and nothing, and maybe nothing happens. However, it's moving now. And like Greenberg, for his part, has said, look, you know, we'll you know, help him out any way we can. Yep. And uh, and he reiterated that if anyone's per- anyone is convicted of match fixing, they face a life ban from any involvement in rugby league. Mmm. So. Oh, look, they, they don't set up strike forces to, to pass the time or... No, that's right. Look that, it... And get them out of the game. Yeah, it... it Catch them. There would have to be fairly significant evidence for this to be signed off for implementation, you would expect. Yep. yep. Um, again, the, these things don't don't get off the ground just because three blokes straight out of the academy decide they want to, you know, look at footy players. Yep, yep. It would have had to have been flown up the, the chain of command and this is what we've got and this is what we think we can get out of it. Yeah. So you would expect that, not in a short time, but 
but eventually there'll be uh, some names come out. Mm-hmm. From the sounds of things, not many of those players involved are playing anymore. Yeah, but who knows? We may be surprised. Uh, we may be. We may be. be interesting to see. Um, but I'm, I'm sure there's some nervous people out there. If they've got fucking something to hide, yeah. Well, look, you're not going to have the close ties that rugby league has with gambling. Yeah. Um, and and not have problems like that. Like I remember a, a bloke I knew who who knew a big identity in country racing. Okay. And he said that well, country racing is as crooked as the day is long. Yep. Because of the punting. Yep. yep. It, it's the big city tracks where everyone's got their eyes on and everything's so closely regulated that they get away with shit in the country know, tracks. Yeah. Regional. So topic. um, you'd be silly to think there is not something going on with gambling. Yeah. Uh, at some stage of the NRL. Yep, yep. So. Okay, uh, next one on the list here is uh, in a double blow for the Brisbane Broncos, reeling after the defection of Lachlan Morant to, to rugby. <laughs> They've uh, been hit with another blow with uh, Jack Reed being forced to retire from the NRL due to complications from, so- from shoulder surgery. Uh, he confirmed today he was hanging up his boots after six years and 126 games for the Broncos. Despite surgery and rehabilitation, Reed has been told his shoulder will not recover to a sufficient level <coughs> to allow him to play again. So he began his Broncos career in 2011. Fuck. Played his grand final last, uh, last year. And also made a couple of appearances, four appearances for England at the 2011 Four Nations Tournament. And uh, was a member of the NRL All-Stars team in 2012. Uh, Chief Executive Paul White says it's a disappointing end for Jack, but he can be very proud of what he's been able to achieve in his six years at the Broncos. I um, think congratulations are in order. For? This week in league, is that a longer rugby league career than Jack Reed? Yeah, far longer actually. Mm. Yep. So, so um, RIP Jack Reed. You run, will be missed. Run in place. <laughs> As you <he> always do. <laughs> um, yeah, it, yeah. I think the Broncos. Wherever just... you are, Red, I hope you're running on, <coughs> running on that treadmill in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, the j- judiciary shit. Just briefly, I don't even have anything written down here. I just accept the word judiciary. We had a situation where Michael Ennis uh, was very quickly uh, revealed not to be. You know, he wasn't going to be cited or answer any charge mm-hmm. for a shoulder charge. Uh, then we had. In the dying stages of the game against West Tigers, we had uh, Jack Whiten lining up and uh, you know an apparent shoulder charge as well. <laughs> I mean, there was there was kind of like a lame sort of T Rex <coughs> left arm thing going on there, yeah. which while not rapping, it was like it was an effort at rapping, like yeah, an effort, an effort. It was Nicki Minaj. Yeah, it was it was an effort. It was an effort to kind of try to appear like it was it was rapping. It may have been an afterthought, but. <laughs> It's, it seemed pretty clear at the time that, that Whiten... I'm, I'm stunned that he actually got cited. I figured they'd just let him off straight away like that. Yeah. But it just it just felt like inevitable that there was no chance he was ever going to actually get suspended given what had happened with the Michael Innes situation yeah. uh, the day before or two days before whenever they actually made the decisions and stuff. So, my opinion, they both should have been suspended because, I mean, they're both... They were both shoulder yeah. charges. You know, the thing is, the shoulder charge, I don't have a problem with shoulder charge until you hit someone in the head with it. Yeah. I think shoulder charges should be legal, and then head contact is treated like any head contact. Well, that, the reason they got rid of them was with a shoulder charge, 
there was a greater chance of a whiplash-style yeah. injury, yeah. which doesn't necessarily involve contact with the head. Yeah, but, I mean, any any tackle properly executed can cause the same... Can. You know, yeah, so that's not like you're removing the, the risk entirely of that sort of thing just with the... Uh, well, they, they said there's more force in a shoulder charge because, yeah. again, there's, there's less... Yeah, but if you're wrapping it, I mean, some of these tackles that are like, you know, like Steve Matai... Not, yeah, definitely... Like, He's he's rapping barely, like there's no. If he did a shoulder you, charge in that, there's no difference. Like, go on, I mean, go on the, look the back at the old the old Sonny Bills, and the um, the Jared Hayne hit on Lockyer yeah. when he was playing for Fiji. Yeah, and that that's the sort of thing where where it was it rattled them like it it shook their head around. And you see their neck neck slip yeah. back, but. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Steve Matai highlight reel on fucking YouTube, which is just five minutes of him fucking levelling cuts, <laughs> legally and illegally. Um, and <laughs> let me tell you, it doesn't matter what he does with that fucking left arm, he's hitting you with that shot. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter, you're fucking dying either way. I, I even tried to give White the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I was thinking that, okay, because he was coming across in cover very quickly. Yeah, maybe no, he misjudged. No out there. Yeah, maybe he misjudged the pace, or maybe... He cut back in on him, and he was just trying to... Because it's instinct. You yeah, can't fight. Yeah. If someone's going to hit you, your instinct is to, to put your arms up in front of you. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it was a dead shit. That's a child's charge. Yeah, yeah he, he wasn't bracing for a collision or anything no. like that. Because he was he was actually causing the collision to stop, <laughs> stop a driving yeah. score. Um, and you don't, you, know, you don't tend to brace yourself when you, you're in complete control about how and where this collision takes place. Well, the... One thing that they need to do for next year that solves a lot of the dramas around this yep. is stop releasing who got charged by the end of matches. Yeah. Don't give the information out. Yep. The only time you find out who's been charged by the yep. match review committee is after all games of that round have been played. Yep. And they let you know who needs to front up at the judiciary. Yep. And that takes out because the minute... Whiten was, you know, um, committed the crime. Yep. In everywhere. He was just talk about like what's going to happen next. Got on, and, uh, and they they put themselves in a corner. Yep. You know, um, yep. that takes because half of the reason people are pissed off is inconsistency. Well, that's probably the main reason. But but if you take out the re- the the whole way people are pissed off about it at yep. the moment then they don't get to be pissed off about the inconsistency. And then if they're pissed off about anything, it's just, it's actual results. And I think then we'll get a clearer picture. I'm stunned. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely stunned that a lot of the people bitching about the the outcome were Sharks fans. <laughs> Can't imagine why they'd be so upset about it. And then, you know, then you get the odd ones, you know, like the NRL's racist, you know, <laughs> because it lets, it lets all the white players off, you the jack ones and you just, but, you know... Maybe they're oh, confused by the fact his name I've, sounds like white. Yes, I've, I have heard people, you know, Walter White's white. Yeah. James Brown's brown. Yep. To some people, that's, you know, that's enough. And I then guess. they just typecast everybody <laughs> by what their last name says. If it's got a colour in it. Yep. That's you. Yep. Yep. Um, Mad Monday dress-ups. Two Eels players. One of them, who we know and love. Uh, convicted criminal, <laughs> Manu Mao. Teardrop and all. Who, uh, yeah. They uh, they dressed up as prisoners in orange jumpsuits for Mad Monday. And we get these victims of crime groups arcing up about it. 
Takarangi, Brad Takarangi, he had a picture in a balaclava. And, uh, and, and Manu, of course, you know, he, he served three years in jail for stabbing a dude in some gang, on some gangster shit. Um, they had pictures of them on, on, uh, on Instagram dressed up. And, and the club has defended the players saying the costumes were a reference to gangster rap and not ISIS or criminal gangs. I don't know where the ISIS thing came from because victim of crime groups. I don't know. I don't think they'd be invoking the ISIS thing either. They say this article I'm reading here says the poor costume choice comes at the end of a horror year. Blah blah blah. You know, poor costume choice. Yeah. This, like, no dogs were fucked this year to our knowledge yet. No, not yet. No women were were molested. I tell raped. you what. If, yeah, if that's as bad as Mad Monday stories get. Yeah. I'm over the moon. Good on your rugby league. I'm Top fucking job. Absolutely over the moon. Top job. It, you know, they didn't. There, there wasn't anything racist. There was, you know, no, no. one, no one blackfaced it up. Yep, that's it. Um, nobody was, uh, you know, in in horrible taste, like wearing a priest outfit with a small child wrapped around your waist. Yep. Um, it's, you know, the guy's been in jail. He, he doesn't look like the sort of dude that has a wardrobe full of cosplay. Uh, so maybe he was just short on options. I think it's top notch that you can joke about it two or three years in there. And that's the thing. That it's 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 not... He's not going out there with a shirt that says, I love being a crim and fuck the police. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's... It's, yeah, it's so minor in the scheme of things. And this whole you know assertion that... You know, they need to be, you know, good role models for young children and stuff. This is a day where hmm. trialists generally forwards are, you know, taking nudie runs and all the players, without exception, are pretty much sinking copious amounts of piss. <coughs> yeah. It's one day where there is no fucking... Like, you know, there they, they weren't topless women serving them drinks. Exactly, that was, that was, full, that was one of last year's view one. of the street. Yep. Um, it's, yeah, so... Ridiculous. Move along, nothing to see here. Yeah, fuck up, you, you know, Maud Flanders. <laughs> Andrew Fafita, this one happened not long after we uh, released the show last week. But um, articles came out over the weekend and late last week talking about his relationship and friendship with, uh, with one punch killer, Kieran Loveridge. And that on multiple occasions this year, at least seven NRL matches, they say, he's had strapping on his left wrist with uh, FKL for Kieran Loveridge. So he was issued with a warning for consorting with criminals, which was in reference to his friendship with Loveridge. Um, look, the wrist strapping thing is fucking ridiculous. Yep. Seriously, dude. He, he is such a dumb cunt. When you think of the things that mm-hmm. he's, the, the, you know, like the referee abuse and... Mm-hmm. Uh, such a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like that doesn't understand the position he's in in terms of how fortunate he is to be making the dollars and blah blah blah. He's just a fucking dumb dumb. However, look, I, uh, I, if if he's known this guy since before all this shit happened and they go mm-hmm. back and everything like that, I don't have any problem with people like visiting a fucking friend in jail. I mean, because. Yeah, half the problem with this prison shit is that the people you know you don't you don't want people to be isolated in there and and. Yeah, like because then they come out and that's when they turn to you know be, you know 
career criminals yep. and you know re- and you know recidivists and fucking crime and shit because they, you know because the, they don't have the support or they you know they feel isolated from you know from the yeah. the outside world and stuff like that. so I don't, I don't like family and friends should be able to visit you know friends there's I mean if he was like some weird fucking like groupie and he's like you know yeah. fuck yeah you're my hero for fucking mm. you know for, for killing a dude and like yeah. took him up as his like you know celebrity cause or something like that and he's but as far as I understand or if this Lovridge guy had been in the newspapers saying you know um, I'm proud of what I did and you know yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was only a biff and let men be men and yeah, and then, and look, you know this. And this guy can he can fucking run there for like yeah, like don't, yeah. Get, don't get me wrong. I'm not diminishing what he did because he's a fucking imbecile and and cowardly cunt. And and I, I fucking hate that you know that uh, king hit shit. Like, especially when you hear the you know read the stories about you know th- this case and some of the other ones as well. Yeah. These fucking drunken cockheads just you know makes me sick. But if if the, if these two go back, then I mean I got no problem with a dude you know visiting his mm-hmm. friend in jail, provide you know moral support and stuff like yep. that. You know, I'd, yeah. If you know, if you did it, you know, I'd, I'd go and visit you. You know, it doesn't doesn't mean I have to agree with what you did or anything like that, or even defend it or whatever. But Would you smuggle you know, me in. Yeah, I'd fuck. I'd you know get the fucking the you know the, the nail file and the cake and fucking you know nice. pack of cigarettes, fucking shelve them. Yeah, good you. shit. Yeah, fucking bag. You know, baggies of fucking yayo. Like just, get my yeah, fucking Peter Cracks and help, help you run that shit. <laughs> <laughs> But when you step over the line, when you start doing this shit like four Kieran Loveridge or, you know, free Kieran Loveridge, all that bullshit on your strapping. Yeah, you know what? Write it on the inside of your undies. If it's so important to you to run out on the field with something Who's there. the message for? I mean, exactly. do you need to look at your fucking risk every break in play and to go, oh, that's why I'm fucking taking And what do people do with whatever there's, whatever's on their wristband? What do they do with it after they score a try or something? Yep. They go to the camera and they yep. do the old point. Yep. They put it up there and they point. Yep. yep. Um, you're right. The, the guy is an absolute intellectual wasteland. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, see, I didn't think that his consorting with criminals thing was about this guy. Apparently, apparently it was. Because I, mean, I thought that was designed to stop... Um, like association of... Gang association yeah, gang, yeah, and, yeah, and, and that sort of stuff. That, yeah. So unless unless this leverage thing has has deeper unless connections, in, unless in jail he's actually you know tooled up with the you know with with bikies or you know, or unless he's yeah. hanging out with other people mm. who are crims, yeah. and he's saying, oh well, no, we only got in a car together to go up and see. There's a thousand things yeah. that could have happened. Yep. Um, but yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. He's a fucking dumb dumb. Yep. Keep that shit out of your sport. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do in your private life as long as it's within the law. Yep. But keep it out of your fucking sport. Exactly. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app. Putting the NRL at your fingertips, news, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. And a lot of tweets back and forth to Sportsmate <laughs> this week. I love these guys. Some some went unanswered. <laughs> like, I don't have it in front of me, but I remember seeing it before <laughs> before we hit record. But someone, asked, you know, saying, you know, asking... <coughs> Asking the good people at Sportsmate to provide statistics to, to demonstrate why the Storm were like, you know, the cuntiest bunch of cunts <laughs> yeah, ever cunted or something like yeah. that. Now, <laughs> that one went unanswered 
stunningly. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked that sports may de- deem not to use their time <laughs> to, to answer that particular question. <laughs> but um, we had some other ones asking asking about uh, on Sunday, especially when you've seen a lot of you know some high scoring games. So Parramatta put a score on, yep. and uh, then then Canberra as well. And at the time they tweeted it as well. It was like you know, around you know, come at half time in the Manly game as well, where there was a decent amount of points. And uh, sort of asking whether it was the the highest scoring Sunday Sunday hmm. um, ever. And I think I think it, it, it did win the year, didn't it? But I don't think they I don't think they addressed the the ever part of the question but I, I think it was uh, it was definitely up there for the year though what do you got for me on good stats this week mate my beloved Penrith Panthers mm-hmm. completed at 92% quite a lot huh now I went back and looked and I haven't completed that high all year yeah but one of the things that I do love about sports mate and I'm doing this more and more and more now is starting to look at the teams we're going up against in what well, in advance of the games in advance yep. and uh, and looking at potential areas of weakness yep and then also looking to see if Griffin is worth the high level of cash that he's being paid and can spot those same statistical flaws um, like if you look at Mbai yep uh, there he's um, Lowest in the league, or, or third lowest, I think it was, uh, for kick meters. Yep. So putting immense pressure on him would be a very, very good tactic for the Panthers. I think this week it'll be interesting to see what they do. Or it'd be like a complete space. waste of time because he's got nothing for anyway. Devote your time to the dangerous people. <laughs> yeah. Look, extrapolating out on the stats, um, I, I think given time, he's he'd be just as good as anybody else in the game. But under pressure, he makes poor kick choices. Yep. And uh, and that can be used to their advantage. So, <laughs> uh, of course, uh, search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. And I know you guys have got it as well. I mean, at this stage, when we're getting towards the end of the season, I might start looking at the next Sportsmate app. The one, the, the move on to the next one to carry you through. 2017. The, well, we've got 2017, of course, but I mean, we want to talk about you know, there's there's big off season as well. So we'll see if we can latch on to uh, a sport for the off season to uh, to plug the uh, sports mate as well. Um, the only other thing, sports mate. Yes. I need Nathan Cleary to appear in the player stats. Got to do something statistically significant to appear in the player stats, I suppose. What, be rookie of the year. Yeah, not that, but that hasn't that hasn't happened. That's we'll, not that's not going to happen. Okay, the sun hasn't come up tomorrow morning. You're not worried it won't. Well, no, but I mean, like that's like saying, like I, I mean, <laughs> if it was that certain, if the certainty was there, like you know, if if, if him being rookie of the year was tied to the sun coming up, there'd be a fucking frigid, <laughs> frigid, cold, dead husk of the fucking world, my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Recaps: Brisbane Broncos twenty-four to feed the Sydney Roosters fourteen. SunCorp crowd thirty-seven thousand five sixty-six. Thursday night football: Broncos twenty-four, a double to Kahu, Milford and Roberts also with tries. Milford two of two conversions. Corey Parker one of two, and uh, Milford with a penalty goal. Defeating the Roosters fourteen tries to Copley and Watson. Latrell Mitchell and Blake Ferguson both with conversions, and uh, Blake Ferguson also added a penalty goal as well. Yeah, look, a, a win is a win. Um... But these Broncos were a lot different than the ones that gave a comprehensive ass fucking to Melbourne the week before, weren't they? 
Yeah. Well, the the Roosters, they're 14 points. They were up 14 shit with probably, yeah. you know, what, about 10 minutes-ish mm-hmm. left in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Broncos went back to back, you know, pretty much piled one and got it back to, you know, parity for half time. Mm. But uh, overall, I mean, look, overall, I, th- I think they did what they had to do. Mm-hmm. Once they got to a certain lead, they just maintained it and didn't go, you know, too, you know, too risky, too risky. And yeah. I mean, they they need to get the win, so they ensured that. And they, you know, obviously secondarily, they needed to, you know, look ahead to the finals and not be, you know, not get injuries and you know, yeah, yeah, and that yeah, sort of shit. And which and, and they and they did that. I'm starting to think that this this Brisbane team may be in this final series more of an opportunistic team rather than a, a set up and earn it style yeah. team. Like you look at the two tries they scored to get back yeah. to parity. Yep. And it was a couple of pieces of, of brilliance. And, you know, you make your own luck mm-hmm. if you're not putting yourself in the position yep. to take the intercepts and get the kicks away and do those sorts of things. You yep. don't score the points. Um, but but instead of being the, the Broncos of old that build, build, build and, and really grind you down. Yep. Um, I think we'll see a lot more of that style of football from them yep. as opposed to what they produced against Melbourne. Yep. This Mitchell Frey character. Another entry into the fucking chins. <laughs> yeah. His chin is so ridiculous. <laughs> he looks like a cartoon character. And he was fucking bugging me like for the longest time. I'm like, who's this fucking guy look like? And then it hit me. He's fucking... Um, Kristoff out of Frozen, like the dude with the fucking moose. He's like I don't big, have girls. He's got that big fucking yeah. He's got that big doofus Disney fucking. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be like the giant in Mickey Mouse, you know, like the the Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> that's that's a bit too afraid. He's, yeah. like, he's got that doofus jaw. That's a, <laughs> that, yeah, it's the best way I can explain it. But um, yeah, it looks no, it looks looks good though for the young fire. It doesn't look like the young fella, though. Because he's got that big doofus jaw. He's like some fucking farm... <laughs> some fucking farm hoss. Um, <laughs> the, the Roosters probably have to do a little bit of soul-searching, though, for next year. Oh, I think they'll be right. They've, well, they've, they've had their, their injury cloud. Yeah. Well, and they've had their, you know, their Mitchell Pierce not being there because, you know, simulated sex acts with dogs and being yeah. a loose cunt. Um, but, they've, yeah, they've had close to a full-strength team for long enough now that I don't think that washes anymore. Yeah, but I mean, they, their form has been good over the last, you know, six weeks of the season too. Yeah, it's been good. Including a game where they absolutely f- ass-fucked the Broncos. Yeah, that, <laughs> um, but uh, apart from that, I don't think I've seen them play more than 40 competitive minutes of football a week. Yeah. So, they got a little bit of work to do next year too. Cruzy 6 lock up your pooches. Mitchell Pearce is now on a Mad Monday extended bender. Hmm. No, no confirmed reports though. Mad Dog underscore no space. It's so good to be a Broncos fan. We shall see. It's a week-to-week proposition. League underscore fan 81. 37,000 at Suncorp to pay tribute to Corey Parker. Would have been a full house if he wasn't such a massive cunt. <laughs> Devonhead. The fact Suncorp wasn't a sellout says a lot about what people think of Corey Parker. <laughs> Shit cunt. <laughs> Twill only. Bronies beat the team coming 15th and their fans think they've reinvented the wheel. Dumb cunts. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then we got yeah. league underscore fan 81 backing and backing me up here speaking of glorious chins where's Mitchell Frey been all my life <laughs> if you're looking for a chin that is uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs 28 defeat the Bulldogs 10 at ANZ in front of a crowd of just under 15,000 the Rabbitohs 28 came from a double to Joe Burgess a double to Aaron Gray and try to Sam Burgess Reynolds 4 or 4 conversions and um, where are we doggies 10 tries to Josh Jackson Josh Reynolds Moses Umbai one of two. Yeah, you remember all those people that were asking, um, you know, how the hell are the dogs a top four team and yep. what the fuck's going on? Yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's because they're not. Because they're not. Yeah. <laughs> Categorically proven, ratified. <laughs> yeah. Moses it's- carried. <laughs> <laughs> it's all off weeks now for the doggies. It was it was interesting to watch them, it's, and it's the same as, as they've been for the last couple of weeks. All game, they had one line break. Yep. They had... Gave away eight penalties, and they had ten errors. And apart from that, like a lot of times, if you've got bad control, yep. the one thing that can make up for that in a lot of cases, to an extent, is your kick chase. If your kick chase is bang on, if it's into space and you have four players at least yep. chasing up after that ball. Um, but the, the dogs don't even have the sense of urgency to do that at the moment. Um, and, and I think a lot of that's coming from their bench letting them down. Yep. That was the hallmark of their wins this year. Yeah, they had the the guys that had start off like you know Clemmer and Jackson and and those guys, but then their bench would get involved, and you had Cassiano. And yeah, Cassiano's when always he was the best thirty minutes of the game for them. Yeah, um, but they they just look de-energized, mm-hmm. uh, and they look like they're plotting. So, um, not to mean they can't come in and be an absolute threat come finals time. Yeah. But I think their their lack of creativity in the halves is a, a big hurdle to overcome. And they're not showing the image of a team that's almost there and tapering for the finals and best is yet to come sort of thing. They're 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 showing like a team that's just fucking had it. Yeah. You know, and and one of the ones that'll be seen, you know, sort of one and done. Yep. At Auto George, I have nothing witty to say. It's all over for the dogs. Hash sad bulldog. Solzy zero four. I've seen plays better than this game. Honest to goodness, plays. Yeah. GT351 underscore Johns. Shit weather, shit game, shit dogs effort, and dickhead refs. Thank God this season is done. Bring on the A-League. It's funny, they're talking about like they lost and then finished ninth. (laughs) MJ Eagle 23. The Bulldogs attack is as entertaining as the Ghostbusters remake. Ooh. And uh, yeah, so for those who haven't seen it, barely moderately entertaining. That's even probably too much praise. Wow. St. George Hill Horror Dragons 28. Igno- well, they, they, they avoided the absolute shame <laughs> of losing to the Newcastle Knights 26. A Jubilee crowd of under 9,000 as, as, a, as a, you know, almost a pseudo, pseudo Spoonapalooza would, uh, would, you would expect. And the Dragons 28 had double to Nightingale, double to Thompson, Marquetto also a try. We had three or five conversions and a penalty goal. The Knights 26 tries to Ross, Safiti, Gay Guy, Matautia, Peter. And Mitchell Barnett, Hodkinson, three or five conversions. Mate, it uh, it wasn't a bad pseudo Spoonapalooza. Yep. You know that it it had a lot of things. It had some has been, some never was, <laughs> samurais. <laughs> really, what, what more do you? Want? Urban and otherwise. <laughs> um, fuck, Josh Dugan needs the season from heaven next year to retain any sort of thought that he's an elite player. Uh, and and I mean that both in terms of form. This year he's been one hundred percent mythical. 
Yeah. Well, in this game, there was a stage late in the game where he yeah. barely managed to run down the most busted pair of legs in the NRL, (laughs) those carrying Jared Mullen. Yes. Um, Then that, he's, our fullback should be doing that very easily. Yep. Uh, And, you know, even that late in the game. But uh, our dear friend Mamo, take note. Yep. Ryan James, cut his hair. Definite Dalian medalist. Definite. Absolute, definite asterisk. Dalian <laughs> medalist. Okay. Urban Samurai doesn't fix his cuntish hair ways. Now, unemployed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've got some tough decisions coming ahead of your cunty longstocking. Go and learn from uh, from your betters. But the, <laughs> the, the Dragons, I think, have done very well in, in clearing out some dead weight. That should hopefully free up some money for them as well going into next year. You know, they've got rid of Benji, they've got rid of Rain. Um, the, they need some fresh blood in the halves and they yep. need a little bit more strike power out wide. Yep. You know, Nightingale's solid. There's yep. there's still not many players you'd trust under a high ball better than he. Um, fantastic sermon of the game. I'm not sure he's the best fit for that club at the moment in that position. Well, I mean, he just can't be the only strike weapon. Yeah. That's that's the thing. I mean, yeah. he still has his job. He still finishes the tries off. You know, he's solid, he's solid as fuck. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, sh- yeah. should have been a Clive Churchill medalist as well. Should have been. Yeah, so you give it to fucking Fluffy. <laughs> ridiculous to see. Yeah. Nightingale knows who his dad is, so he didn't get the sympathy vote. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, where are we? Heavy underscore Nova. It's hard to be a Knights fan. I mean, not third world hunger hard, but still starving for a win's kind of the same, right? G Campbell underscore 88. A guide to watching Knights games. One, see team named. Two, open 1.25 litre bourbon bottle. Three, drink it all ASAP. Four, wake up two days later. Kick at the hunt. And there you have it. The Knights with the worst season in NRL history. One win and a minus 495 point difference. Yeah. That's awful. And, and look, it's, just it's com- comparable to the non-NRL 99 Magpies. Just to bring it up, yep. the one win of the season was was the two balls on the field scandal. Yeah. Against the West Tigers, who, who missed out on the eight by one win. Yeah. But you, you remember the two balls on the field? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Sims kicked it into... <laughs> yeah, where Sims was still playing for them. <coughs> yeah. And he kicked <laughs> the ball at Tedesco. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, the the thing that's been grinding West Tigers fans' gears is that that loss, the only team to lose to the Tiger, to the to the Knights, that was the one that cost them the finals. But then you add the extra context to it, it was also that two-ball thing. I was waiting no one all said weekend it. for that. No one said it. I'd forgotten about it until you brought it up just now. It's, yeah. I had totally forgotten about it. So, there you go, Tigers fans. Yeah. Welcome to reliving old memories. Yeah, hey, Sagina. You already been... <laughs> You've already been killed enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, where are we? Uh, Wally Frogmore. Beating the Knights by two points is like kicking a paraplegic in the dick. It's cruel, but you know they don't feel it like us. <laughs> Cattle Dog Blue. <laughs> that sums the season up. Offside the charge down a field goal, not worth a penalty, but the other end to drop ball is bullshit. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, ref spot you see, isn't there? Uh, the North Queensland Cowboys 32 defeat the Gold Coast Titans 16 up at 1,300 teeth. Crowd of fractionally under 21,500. The Cowboys 32 came from tries to Justin O'Neill, Antonio Winterstein, double to Gavin Cooper, James Tamau as well. Thurston perfect from the boot, 5 of 5 conversions and a penalty. The Titans 16. Tries to David Mead, Ryan James, Connie Harrell, and uh, Tyron Roberts, two of two conversions. Hmm. Cowboys are starting to look sharp. They are. They are, but on the, on the, on the, the flip side of that is the Titans are starting to look tightish, And the Titans are starting to look... That template mm. should have been valid all year, but for the fact the Titans had a very soft draw. Yeah. And, yep. and their record against teams in the top eight, I believe, is 2-8-1. and one. Okay. So, okay. Not, yeah. So they they have played the majority of their team their, their games against teams in the bottom eight. Yeah, yeah. And sure, at the start of the season, you look at the draw, and that wouldn't have been meaningful because you know you would have thought yeah, yeah there's some surprises some around. And, yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the, getting back in into form for the Cowboys relied a lot on Lachlan Coot. And in this game, it was the best I've seen in a little while from them. Ever since you started sucking Lockie Kid's dick, do you notice how, how badly he su- he started sucking dick on the field? Yeah, it was fucking horrible. <laughs> so you put the kiss of dick on him? <laughs> I'm a big Lock and Coot fan. Massive oh, Lock and Coot fan. He's a good old really? penalty boy. I, I, would ne- I, I don't think um, the listeners would have guessed that. Yeah, the, the counter I didn't know if his name was Lachlan Coot or... <laughs> <laughs> because he can catch a highball he's not involved in betting scandals <laughs> fuck me um the the counter punch that, that they give out the back from kicks yep is back to to what it or not maybe not what it was but, but close to what it was yep and that puts them into a very very good attacking position and just wins them that battle of field position yep almost straight away uh it did show up as well though that the titans aren't doing all the little things right yep so when they're kicking the balls, their kick chase was two guys or three guys, and it gave the Cowboys way too much room, and one spread out wide yep. was giving them way too much yardage instead of having those guys covering the kick out out wide. Yep. Um, the, the come, Coming into the finals, I think they're going to have a, a fair bit of adrenaline, and, uh, and if the Titans can play off the back of that, they would have taken enough out of this game in terms of, of toughness and what they did. Um, I I don't think they can win it. I don't think they think they can win it. Yep. But they would definitely get in there and, and maybe trouble some teams. Highway underscore. Is it me or has Hayne made the Titans worse? They seem to have lost that unity and toughness that was getting the wins. <sighs> I I think they are. I think they are worse. But I also think it, yeah, like I said, it's a it's a a symptom of the teams they're playing. Mm. I think that. They've gone too far away from what was being successful for them. They were yeah. playing a very simple brand of rugby league. And to get back to the template. Yeah. I mean, you know, the people scoff at the template for Titans games. Yeah. They need to be doing that shit. Exactly. Cruzy 06. <laughs> the lost Titans fans will be all out next week with their chest out like fucking peacocks. Hash MIA since 2007. There's some Broncos gronks for you. Grasshopper 474. So Jared Haynes starting to look like a $1.3 million Tony Williams. It's harsh, man. It's yeah, people are fucking turned on him. Occupied Duckburg. If there was any sort of pro-Titans conspiracy, they would have won and won easy. Couldn't buy a 50-50. 
Hashtag it sounds like Rest fault. Yeah, yeah, it does a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Paul Mack underscore 78. I'm all for nailing Jared Hayne to a cross after tonight's performance. <laughs> <laughs> the Melbourne Storm 26 defeat the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Six at Amy Park, a crowd of just over 24,000. This was the battle for the minor premiership and the Storm's 26 came from a double to Chase Blair. Vunivalu and Bromwich also with tries. Cameron Smith, three or four conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Sharks, six. Gave a try to Jared Beale and uh, a penalty goal to James Maloney. Yeah, it was um, interesting. After this game, every single stat, except for two, says that the Sharks should have won this game. Yep. And those two stats were obviously the scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the error count. Yep. They were just way too sloppy with the ball. They they didn't build any sort of pressure. Um, the the Sharks went into the game to decide the minor premiership. Yep. And completed at sixty two percent. That is diabolical. Yep. And and it wasn't as if it was a wet rainy night that they were you know playing the wrong style of football. Um, it wasn't as if they had new halves or, or new people in new positions. But yep. it it just seems that. You know, they've shown all year that they can match it up the middle with anyone for physicality. They've got plenty of strikeout wide who can run, who are fast, and who've got decent kicks on them. Um, but I don't think many times this year their mental fortitude's really been tested. Yep. And uh, and it may just have been the, the pressure of the big game showing on them. But uh, Melbourne just Melbourne. You know, they, they were unspectacular, but very safe and very effective. Yep. They... They didn't have a commanding lead at half-time, but they were able to come back out and just frustrate the fuck out of Cronulla and everything they were doing yep. and really just knock them out of the game. Yep. So Looks like a team is starting to sort of uh, prepare pretty well for mm. what's to come in the finals. Mm. Uh, kick at the hunt. Send to sports, mate. <laughs> Can you show us the stats to show what the storm of the cunniest fuck teams ever cunted the NRL? Mm. I wish we got had. To, I wish Sportsman had to play along and gave us an answer to that. Shana eighty six. Waiting for Cronulla to win a premiership is like leaving a schooner on the table for Buzz Rothfield. <laughs> Still no sign of old Buzz. I know he's back. Is he? Yeah. And what did he have to say for himself? Um. Oh, hi guys. There. Uh, how you been? He re- he wrote an, he wrote an article and he said he's been cleared of any wrongdoing, mm. uh, but he knows it's not a good look. So did he talk about what? So so did he did he say what was behind the? It was, was weeks and weeks off. Was it just like was he actually stood down pending like a thorough investigation? Yeah, by his pretty employer? much. And yeah. uh, and they and they've determined that he had nothing to answer. There was and there was no wrongdoing. So this so. golden handshake rumor that went around was un- unfortunately off base. So it um oh it it was I don't think he was ever going to get punted. Yeah, I mean I know it's, I know you know it's laughable to, to you know talk about journalism and ethics in the same yeah, no. in the same sentence. But yeah, but, uh, again yeah. we talked about. There's, there's that much gambling with rugby league going yeah. on and, and around it. Yeah, he's heavily involved. Yeah, why would you think there's not shit going on? Yeah, exactly. So. Special K online sharks fan. <laughs> Fuck your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Landrigan and Matt. It's almost like the sharks have choked on a bucket of some things at the business end of the season. <laughs> and Luke Shark seventy four disappointed not to be sending a massive bag of dicks to Phil Cameron Smith's hashed hope solo size cunt tonight. Ooh. It's a hostile tweet from the losing side. Wow. <laughs> the Canberra Raiders 52 to feed the West Tigers 10 at Leichhardt Oval, a crowd of just over 18,500. And uh, all the play for the Tigers. The Canberra Raiders 52 tries to Croker, a double to Rapana, a double to Papali, Hodgson, Leilua, 
Tapino, or Tapine, and Sam Williams also tries. Fuck me, has a lot of tries. Mm. Jared Croker, seven of seven conversions to Tr- add to his personal horn. Hall, and uh, Caesar got one as well. The Tigers, ten came from tries to Alawai and Tim Grant. Uh, Jordan Rankin, one of two conversions. Look, I love me an underdog story, and I was secretly hoping for a Tigers upset just because of the emotion I'm glad it was open to be a meaningful game at the time when the game happened yep but it's funny we talked about all these possibilities last week of what could happen with this and literally the most vanilla fucking version exactly just working as intended the most expected outcome happened for every single one yeah Um, and this one like the Tigers the score was so massive it's hard to say they had their chances but the first 10 minutes or 15 minutes of this game, the Raiders wanted to fucking lose this game so badly. Oh, except that, that the Tigers kicked it out on the foot. Yeah, and the, 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 the Tigers, first. every time the Raiders did something, yeah, everything, every time the Tigers did something, the Raiders would do something to give it back to them. And every time, then the, then the Tigers would give it back to them. And it was just the most terrible, nervous, mm. poor quality start to a game we've almost seen all year. But... We talk about... Talk about Mitch Moses. Oh, what, what do you want to say about him? I mean, like the, the whole the speed bump, you know. Yeah, like it, you know, the, the, there's no doubt he's been a very, very good attacking player. And there's no doubt that he tried his fucking ring off in yeah, this game too. Exactly. Like, he's, the effort was there. I'm not going to fucking hate the guy. He wasn't. He wasn't like no, Ryan no. Hoffmaning. He wasn't fucking hiding and shirking responsibility at all. Yeah. Um, he's he's getting in there and, and trying to either create opportunities for other people or he's supporting yeah, other. He was people just awful to create. But I counted three yeah. tries yeah. that were directly from him rushing up in defence. Yeah. Um, and that's... You, you can't continue doing that. No. Or, or next year, he's going to have a very unpleasant unless you season. Guys, unless your guys are with you. Yeah. You can't be like... A, you, you can't you know, go into business for yourself and just yeah. start trying to rush Billy, out don't be a hero. Like, you remember that game against the Cowboys where you know the, the, the right side for the Tigers... Was just sprinting up and just shutting the the, the Cowboys yeah. down like every time. That's fine if everyone's working in mm-hmm. in, in in concert with each other, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, you're going to business yourself and you ask. Yeah, for it, he, he's just going to have second rowers running a train line on him yep. all season next year. Yep. yep. But um, yeah, it, it was disappointing for the Tigers. I got to say, uh, they they had everything to play for. Mm-hmm. Not that Canberra didn't, you know, second second of the ladder in a home final and all, but um, the Tigers had everything to play for. Yeah. And they did fucking nothing. I was expecting a lot more out of Woods. Yeah, I was expecting a lot more out of every single fucking guy in that, in yeah. that side. But the Raiders, has there been a better, more improved fucking player in the history of rugby league? as <laughs> fucking BJ Lailua. The shit that yeah. fucking dude, that magical fucking shit where he, where he picked up that ball and then... Like the reverse And then he was... Flick. He was backwards he was running towards yeah. his own try line being collared and Rapana was kind of hanging around there because obviously these two have such an amazing understanding with each other that he just was he was just going to be there in case yep. something was on and then BJ fucking flicks it you know facing the opposite way of the try line flicks it around his back to like mm. it's uh, like I heard the commentator I think I was listening to the radio commentary and just and I remember it's like it's just, that's not a that it's, it's not a fucking that's not a, tr- a try or that's not a pass it's a fucking party trick <laughs> like just uh, unfucking yeah. unbelievable 
But the majority of it, like, and, and they're great at finishing yeah. out wide. Yeah. But it's coming off the back of Hodgson in the middle. Yeah, yeah. He's just gone to another fucking level. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was solid for them for, yeah. for most of the year. But he's now the level of player that can take a game by the scruff of the neck. But then you got like he's he's Glenn Blakely replacement. When he, when he comes on, he's Baptiste fucking he kills it too. Exactly, and and I've I've got that down as well. Yeah, like they have, I'd say two of the top ten hookers, or two of the top five hookers, even. Yeah, I don't know if I go top five, but I mean, fuck, like they're both equally as effective effective at their role at the times when they do it. It's not like they've got Isaac de Goyce coming on to replace them. No, it's not like that. Yeah. Know? It's not like they've signed it's Isaac the Goist to an extent, to extent where they've, it's not like they've announced Isaac the Goist to be part of their spine <laughs> in 2017 moving forward. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, um, it, it's it's a good old-fashioned tough rugby league hooker mm-hmm. who picks his moments, who knows when to dart, who knows when he, he's yep. going to be catching markers and, and who just gives excellent service. Yep. All other times. Yep. But they're looking good. The Raiders, I mean, they weren't up much uh, up against much this week, but so we'll see how they go in the finals. And, you know, it's all for the big bickies, but... Yeah, you know, look at what they've done against Cronulla and Melbourne. Yeah, fucking, they're looking good of late. Mm. Occupy Duckburg. On the plus side, Tigers fans, this squad will be a trivia answer for the next 20 years as the only team to lose to Newcastle. <laughs> brackets. Uh, Sam the Warner, Warden. Shout out to Robin Dean. Fucking legends. See Robbie Farrow with oh, one of the great rugby league shots ever. He won that scoreboard shot, you know, sinking piss, amazing. And I mean, and as as I tweeted during the game, I mean, he's the only fucking Tigers player that showed up, and he wasn't in seventeen. Uh, Tyhr Blue, the decline is over, and West Tigers moved back to their favourite position of ninth. And that mm. is kind of strangely poetic. The uh, and I saw someone tweet a stat out. Uh, I fucking wish I could remember who it was. It was while I was waiting for you to turn up tonight and uh, saying that in the Tigers out of the last, look, I want to say 15 mm-hmm. seasons, have had eight occasions where they've been playing to get into the finals and lost. <laughs> and yeah, lost. wow. So that's, that's uh, yeah, that's damning, damning. I mean, we talk about sharks choking, but geez. That's bad. The Parramatta Eels 40 defeat the Warriors 18 at Mount Smart. Uh, smashed them in front of a crowd of just over 11,000. The Eels 40 came from a double to Isaac Degoyce, the man of the hour. Bevan French with a hat trick. Semi Radradra and Jennings also with tries. Gordon, five or six conversions. And Semi with one from his only attempt. The Warriors 18 came from a double to Mannering. Uh, Manu Vatavai also with a try. Isaac Luke, three of three conversions. And the Warriors in this one, much like the East Broncos go, they were. They scored two tries. They were out to twelve nearly yeah. in like no time, like yep. you know, like seven minutes or mm-hmm. like pretty pretty fast time. Yeah, this one was interesting. There, there was one play that was just the Raiders' season in one play. <laughs> when Manu had it on on a sideline, he's bobbled it. Yeah, and he's caught it again. Yeah, passed it out, and it's gone all the way out to the other sideline, and then was knocked on yep. two meters from the try line with yep. no one in front. Yep, it. Peak Warriors. Yeah. Um, yeah you got to remember, again, this is an Eels team with Robson, DeGoyce. No foreign. Running around, no foreign. No smooth Corey. That's it. Um, you know, they, they, they might not be as fucked as people think they're going to be next year. They're going to be a dominant force 
next year. I'm not going to say they're going to be a dominant force. <coughs> well, as dominant as any other team in the eight. They're not going to finish yeah. first or second. But, no. Um, yeah, it, you know, we, we said it in, in the previews that Parramatta were probably the only one out of the two that had something to play for, mm-hmm. and that's what it ended up looking like, yeah. I think. Yep. And yet the Warriors, fuck, what they I mean, what are they... It, it seems like they're not going to do anything over the off-season to really... You know, like two of us are Sheck, I mean, his knee will be okay and he'll be back. Mm. What else are they going to do? Yeah, it's... um. Look, I, I was at the the pub with a mate watching this one and, and we were talking about the fact that being a rugby league player in New Zealand yeah. is probably the best or easiest job in sports. Yep. Because Melbourne also would probably be good as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I reckon you're safer as a warrior. Yeah. You don't have to actually perform. Yep. Yeah, fair um, enough. You know, we haven't seen what, what Melbourne will do if they, they stop making finals or play like yeah. shit. Yep. Um, but you don't have to perform or your scandals don't don't uh, don't see the light of day. Um, but it, it yeah, again, I've said it a couple of times this year, it makes me sad with the wasted Warriors talent. Those guys that have just been there their yep. whole career or most of their career. Yep. That you would never ever see what they could have achieved. Yep. Had they gotten out of their comfort zone a little bit. Gotten out of that fucking country. Mm-hmm. D Matea, sick of our fans sometimes. Keep the faith. Fuck that. Result-driven business, motherfuckers. Ash, fuck me, Warriors. Ash, you make me sick. Yana San Scormateus, French to win Rookie of the Year. Narrative narrative team asterisk of the year needs needs something, and uh, the asterisk is uh, team selected by Alzheimer's suffering Rabs. <laughs> Sleepy underscore eel. What a pleasant way to end the season. No stiletto for my penis needed. Ash, what a fucking year. Ash, say 2017 Premier's asterisk. Voodoo Rock, we are the best 14th ranked team ever. Ash, uh, thank Christ the season is over. Ash, players had a crack all season though. Warriors suck balls. Veteran caller Alan Mack, last, last call after 40 years, channeling stepdad. It was an execution play with no X. <laughs> Talking about Sean Johnson. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Hammers, H4MMERZ. Oh, that's the wrong fucking game, so we're going to smash this one um, and move on to the next game. Mm. I was going to say Monday night, but it wasn't. It was Sunday night, of course, because pre- yeah, it pre-finals. Was. Panthers, 36, defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls, 6 at Pepper Stadium. Only fifteen under 15,500 there. What's the capacity of that place? You would have thought it'd be a... Sunday night would be a pretty fucking good time to go and watch some footy, especially when, you know, you're celebrating, you know, you were, you were safe, you were going into the finals and shit. Mm. Uh, the Panthers 36, a double to Mansour, Bryce Cartwright, DWZ, Peter Wallace and Wanga Bean with tries, Cleary 6 for 6 conversions, uh, Manly tries to Jake Turbo and Matty Wright with the conversion. Mmm. I'm still overwhelmed with that 92%. This is game, it was a game of two halves. Yeah, the first half, me. Manly was was absolute diabolical, me. and the second half, Manly was absolute diabolical. But Penrith were playing not to get injured. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, they had the they they had the, they wrapped the biscuits in bubble wrap, and I'm just like, look, let's not tempt fate here. <laughs> let's avoid contact. Yeah, and, uh, and you know the result the result was well enhanced. So the second half was frankly a fucking boring affair that needn't have been yep. <laughs> needn't have been played because the n- neither team was. I mean. Manly had the queue in the rack before the game started and uh, for the season, and uh, and Penrith did at halftime, and so the second half was just kind of this fucking pantomime played out, where both teams kind of just went through the motions of mm. playing a game of rugby league against each other, where nothing actually really happened. Yeah, um, I, I'm fairly happy with 
what Moylan's doing in terms of injecting himself into games at the moment. There was a, a period there earlier this year where he was doing a little more than being an extra pair of hands yep. out, in the, out in the attacking line. Uh, but whereas now he's actually getting in and taking the line on and and worrying defence, making them ask questions, that's where his effectiveness is. Uh, so, uh, so for the last couple of weeks, he's been getting better and better and better. And in the first half, he did a really, really good job of that. So um, they look to be in good confidence uh, and they look to be more focused in what they're doing. I think one, one area that they really need to pick up on was the intensity in the forward pack. Um, and Lani Lato, I think, has done a very good job of leading the way there. Yeah, I think it's a bad it's a bad game for Penrith, like as a, as the, the game before the finals, because I just think it's one of those ones that it's, it can just be like it's just gonna be a trap. Like you know, I mean, confidence is great. If anything kills but, us, it's overconfidence. But it's like complete, like it was just a game of being completely untested. Yeah. In any way, because there was no there was no interest yeah. in you know, in the opposition side of things. Luckily for them, I think they've got the easiest fucking first up match. Yeah, of the definitely. finals, so they they should they should be okay, but uh, it's just always a trap. Um, the the Manly fans tweets after the game pretty much pretty much sum it up for me. I mean, I can't believe that fucking Barrett and fired. Um, it's great people, you know, supporters of Tuvi uh, have every right to feel vindicated, of which I count myself in that number. They've, everyone's feel vindicated about what they what they thought would happen after after the whole Tuvi situation, um, and so. But you know, there's no, there's like a, it's funny because there's like a clean out. Of yeah, it's immediate, you know, immediate trumped up clean out. There's probably only you know a couple, like you know, three or four mm. first grade players, and a bunch of players that have never fucking you know ventured out of the out of the Reggies. I.e. Molson was on the list. Like we yeah, Molson, like Molson on the list. Like any players, it's interesting though. Like Nathan Green, like he kept getting selected. And I thought I thought that he was fucking one of Barrett's boys, and I was just mystifying to me why this fuckhead keep getting you know, potato and keep getting selected. However, and Starling too kept getting selected, mm. and it turns out that um, they're released. Like, there's not even like they're going anywhere. They're just they're, yeah, like, just they're, gone. They're just gone. So it's a positive to see the back of those potatoes. But then you got like Blake Leary, who's like, what the fuck? I mean, that guy, that guy's awesome. I don't know why why he's not in the you know future plans. <laughs> No idea. Freeze up the cash for you guys to sign Mitch Rain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's just fucking fantastic. I mean, I think I think next year is going to. I think next year they're going to do fuck all. As they're going to just get some warm bodies, and then but in at the end of twenty at the end of twenty seventeen, you're going to see like they're going to be buying like absolute fucking like yeah the cream of the fucking NRL sort of thing, you know, which is you know. It's a very bozo thing to do. I don't. I don't know who's going to be available, but I think there's there's going to be some. They'll, they'll, I don't think there's anyone available now, of much note. I don't think. However, at the end of next year, you're going to see more if they put the money towards you know like mm. upgrading turbos and stuff too. Then that's all obviously all good as well. Are they resigned or are they? Oh, they've, they they were extended this year, but I reckon they'll they'll extend them again because there was talk of them going to the Dragons for for silly money. There was talk of the Dragons trying to throw silly money yeah. at them, but I don't. I think. I don't think they're the type that are ever going to leave anyway, and I don't think the club, as 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 low confidence I have in the administration of the club, mm. I don't. It's not that low. <laughs> they're yeah, not, okay. You know, they're going to ever let them go. I think that uh, the the nucleus, like with the turbos, Cherry Evans, Matty Parcell, I think those you know those guys are the, build are around the, that are the nucleus. They're yeah, built around mm. those guys. Jamie Bura, build around those guys. 
for the future, and you know, then you only need you know a couple other sort of. Uh, Are you concerned with Tommy's ankles? No. Like, is he going to turn into another Brett Stewart for you? <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, he's the fact that he could play on it <laughs> and actually yeah. you know, have pace and make and, and pretty much be the only generator of line breaks for the yeah. last half of the season when he was actually injured and required surgery. For, imagine when they're fucking not. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, he's, yeah, he's got some skills. It's not, it's not like it's not like he's a recurring injury. It's just an injury that, and he just kept playing on it for the entire season. Hmm. It wasn't like you know, it just kept happening every week. So it's, it's not the sort of thing that'll continue to haunt him. <laughs> Who fucking knows? I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. But but I do know that he's been playing. You know, he required surgery and just didn't. And and also they had tremendous cap problems as well. What was the situation? There was um a game where I don't know if it was this game or if it was the one before. But Dylan Walker, his arm was still in a sling. Yeah. And he's named in the team. And his arm's in a sling and didn't train. And yeah. he's in a sling on the day of the game. And then at the six o'clock or, you know, the hour before the game team list, they go, oh, yeah, he's out. And, uh, and you know, Brad Parker's into the side. And a lot of criticism's like, oh, yeah, because, like, Barrett has done shit like that, like, named the same team. You know, mm. after you know, on a Tuesday, and the team's been you know knowing the people out for like you know yep. weeks and weeks. But then it turns out that the whole reason that happened was it was cat management. Yeah, it, they had to mm. go through that pantomime to to you know activate fucking you know yeah. cap shit like, which is fucking ridiculous <coughs> situation that, that that had to be done. But yeah, um, Look, it, it's something the NRL does very poorly in yeah. terms of managing your second tier cap. Yeah, yeah, and and the way you have to bring players through on certain amounts or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, like, yeah, and people get dispensations and things like that, but I don't, and I understand why it's there. It's, you know, so you don't have to, you know, I guess so you can't pinch hit players or, you know, have players sit down, you know, and to, to allow someone yeah. to come up, you know. I, I get that. Uh, but, again, it's also so you can't, you know, um, stack your team. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if, if you get knocked out of the NRL and then yeah. your, your Reggies are in there, you can't just put all your NRL guys down to Reggies or, yeah. or vice yeah. versa. But. Unky D, and thus ends the worst season I can recall for Manly. Not because we sucked, but because of why we sucked. Agree. On a daily bailiff. I enjoyed Northern Eagles better than this year. <laughs> Stronger without Trent. I, I certainly not. It's his first enjoyable. year. Who cares? It's his first fucking year. Who cares? Man. Tuvi, what, Tuvi's first year is final, second year, grand final. Yeah. So. Look at the team you had, though. That's that whole. Trent, oh, that's that whole Wayne Bennett. Trent. Tim Sheen's Canberra. Trent had Trent had the fucking team at his disposal. You got to remember his selections for the Willie last Army. majority of the year. Yeah, but I mean, like he also would put Appy and fucking Hooker instead of Matty Parcell, even though Parcell come, comes on and all of a sudden the team scores all its points when he's on <laughs> on the field. Fucking double pump yeah. Appy, double pumping, double pumping before yep. fucking Cherry Evans can kick a fucking field goal to, that would have kept him in finals contention. Yeah, he did that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yep. so, you know, not happy with him. Mm. Shunner 86. Nate's best option is to remove the sticky tape protecting the mute button and hope. <laughs> Ash, Cleary, rookie of the year. Ash, we've been on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to gronk off too badly. I haven't been this. watching, I haven't been watching the fucking thing to be honest, but I've, I am seeing the waveforms on the thing in front of me, so I know you haven't muted it. Yeah, no. It's good. No, all good. <laughs> um, oh, fuck, I'd, I, I did consider going full Gronk on this one. Um, <laughs> but going going into the finals, um, that would be a very unwise choice yeah. because of the unpredictable nature of finals football. 
and the and and the the predictable nature of 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 Karma's fucking giant <laughs> yeah, black cock <laughs> ramming into you. Yeah. Blue underscore Beaver. We farewell Killer and look to Tommy Turbo for better things next season. If stepdad bad bad mouths him this week, I'm done. <laughs> Ash <is> salty. <laughs> uh, run DCE forty seven. At least that's the last time we have to see that ugly, ugly green blob on a manly jersey. I fucking hope so. I really do. Did you ever get your money back from that? I don't know. I remember there was like a a preliminary thing where they like the the first round went to the the coconut water people, yep. and um, which was basically like Manly's gambit to just like have it done over and done quickly. Yeah. And then now they're like, okay, that didn't work, so now we go through the entire fucking yeah giant court case. But I mean. From what I've been told, Zorba was well aware of the situation. So, put it down to, you know, if, there's, if you need if something else to hate Zorba for, there you go. There's that. Fuck um, so, it's probably, his, it's probably all going to come down to his fault as well, because as far as I understand, he, he pretty much brokered that deal. Yeah, nice one. Finals time. First elimination final, 5v8. The Broncos take on the Titans at Suncorp Stadium on Friday night. And if you want to talk about rigged NRL shit, even in the finals, the Broncos get their <laughs> beloved Friday night spot. Yes. <laughs> Everything comes up, Broncos. Oh, God. Look, I don't think the Titans are as good as they think they are. I would love nothing more than Jesus Hayne to do some miraculous shit. <laughs> Preferably after the final buzzer. Yep. In heartbreaking fashion. <laughs> just because I like to watch the fucking Twitter burn. <laughs> and the the salt rage account deletions. Like, it would just be blockings. Yeah. It would be just a beautiful thing to see. And to watch as an impartial third party, it'd be amazing. However, what? I don't think miracles happen like that. Yeah, no, I don't. And I don't think the Broncos are back by any stretch of the imagination. I really don't. However, they're better than Titans. They are better than Titans. Um, the only thing I'd love to see more than Jesus Hayne kicking a field goal yep. is for Ryan James to go through and have a accidental forearm collision yep. with Anthony Milford's nose. Yeah. Because you Spine. know... Well, no, no, you know that his sinuses yeah. are going to look like the fucking hole in the wall from Stranger Things. Yeah, well, that is actually true, yeah. It would just explode in this cloud of blood. And, and, <laughs> and, and white powder. And white powder. <laughs> <laughs> um, good old catfish. But, yeah, no, I think I think the the Broncos are too well drilled to to go out to the Titans and... And the Titans have got enough sloppiness in them yeah. that you guys like Milford and Roberts can take advantage of it. Yeah. But can I reiterate? Geez, I'd love to see the Titans win. Just because, it would be fantastic. Just because it would be a great story to watch. Happen. The underdog. <laughs> yep. You've got to love the underdog. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I don't think the Broncos are in hardly any danger. I think they've lost once to the Titans at Suncorp. Yeah. And I remember when that happened. That was like when Ian Henderson was yeah, scored like two times. Oh. Yeah, remember that? And that was an epic... And, like, they had to fucking dig down to the bottom of their balls yeah. to fucking scratch and, you know, to get that victory. Yeah. So, look, congratulations, Titans, for getting back there. Um, and I, I wish them all the best. But they just... Yeah, I just, they just don't have yeah. the team. Look, you, you want to talk about an improved club. 
Yeah, yeah. This this time last year, the Titans were done. Oh, Henry's done, and Henry's done a fucking lot with very little oh, in, terms yeah, of, in, terms so, of, in terms of playing talent. So yeah, Titans fans, you're yeah. gonna be very, very proud of what your club's accomplished this and year. Two very good buys during the course of the season, you know, in Connie Harrell and, and Jared Hayne. and Pete's. Yeah, and Pete's. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Pete's as well. Yeah. So, so there you go. Mm. There's a fucking tweet that I accidentally missed when talking about the Titans game before, saying that um, where the fuck is it? They were saying that uh, they were calling the kids. From Jim Man Bear Peak saying the highlight of the Titans game was the kids calling Harrell Ham Planet <laughs> and losing their shit as he went 90 minutes to score. 90 minutes to score. Ham Planet. That's fucking brilliant. I, I just don't understand it. It's hilarious. It's fucking struck me funny for some reason. Second qualifying final 2v3. Raiders take on the Sharks down in Canberra. Look, I think Canberra in Canberra isn't as much as a thing at this time of year. It's, starting to, it's not as prohibitively cold. Yeah. However, from all reports, ticket sales have been going fucking nuts to the point mm. where they need to put extra capacity in. Yep. So, what a great thing for Canberra and what a great thing for, you know, for the area. Fantastic. Um, and look, this, this game didn't take place that long ago. No, it didn't. With the Raiders getting up. The Sharks aren't looking... As robust as they were during their mm. streak. Yep. Raiders are on some shit at the moment. They're on some bullshit, like, yeah. where, you know, where shit just sticks and it's just coming together. Yep. And they're doing these bullshit passes and they're going to hands every time. Yep. Yeah. If they, you can, you can ride that shit all the way to a premiership, but they've been riding it for about 10 weeks now. Yeah. So they haven't been doing that all the time, but they've been, you know, they've been riding away for quite a while. That's the only thing that worries me about about the Raiders and and the way that the incredible nerves that seemed to strike them at the start of that Tigers game, where if they were playing against a team that was good, they like it, like a Sharks team, they would have, yeah, they they could have been they could have been blasted out of yeah. the game before they even had a chance to get in it. Yep. I mean, it was just the, you know by the grace of the fact that they're playing the Tigers, who who equally didn't want to win the game. Yeah. That uh, they got away with that one. Would you know? Would that happen against Sharks? Against the Sharks? I don't think so. So maybe, uh, yeah, hopefully, they got the nerves out of their system last week mm. uh, in that game. And you know, or at least Ricky's gone. Okay, fuck that happened. So what are we going to do to alleviate that, mm. or you know, remove that? So mm. <sighs> look, I want to say Canberra, and it's just, uh, and it's just really because I want them to win. Yeah. I look, I think this time of year, you know, all the teams are in the top eight for a reason. Yep. I think it's worthwhile. Making your picks based on, based on any sort of emotion you have. Yeah, and and just momentum is such a powerful thing at this stage. And, and Canberra do have momentum, and the Sharks they had it a month and a half ago. Yeah, but fuck, have they lost it since then? All right, the first qualifying final one v four, the Melbourne Storm take on the North Queensland Cowboys in Melbourne. Mm. Yeah, Melbourne traditionally very good at home. Did get done by the Broncos the other week. Yep. Cowboys, traditionally not the best travelling side. However, did very well last year in their premiership season. Yep. Travelling. <sighs> Cowboys are looking like they're probably you know, they're more back yes. of the two sides. Yes. However, you know, you can't you can't deny Melbourne when the when the shit was on the line. It was a a shootout for the minor premiership. Yep. And they came out with a very good win. Yeah. Yeah. Bellamy is gonna have these guys firing. I'm I'm absolutely certain of it to the best of their capacity. It's just whether you know how that matches up with what the Cowboys are going to do. Yeah, yeah. Look, one one surefire way to worry the Melbourne Storm is to be unpredictable. 
Um, we saw that in that Brisbane game. Yep. I'm not sure JT is back to being that unpredictable. Um, you know, they've, they've got a lot of guys who, who can strike, you know, from, from Morgan and, and their entire right-hand side. Um, but I, I don't think JT's in the sort of form he was last year to to be able to just be pulling out the bullshit plays that got him through. Also, you know, you talk about the, you know, the, the West Tigers troubling the Cowboys, you know, rushing up and cutting them off on the yep. right-hand side and stuff. You think if they can execute that, you think the Melbourne Storm can't execute a similar fucking plan? Oh, yeah, definitely. And learn from that? Oh, yeah. Of course they can. But again, yeah. you, you think yeah. JT didn't see that happen to him and yeah, have contingencies in place to deal with? This is the thing. He, I mean, he, he should have contingencies to deal with that. Yeah, yeah he should. Yeah, it's one thing to have him, it's another thing to be able to, to actually able execute, to yeah. yeah. So Yeah, I think Melbourne will be too strong here, just too well drilled. Yep. Yeah, I'm inclined to go with the, the the home teams, especially in this first round as well. Second elimination final, 6v7, the most important game of the round, of course. Penrith Panthers take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Allianz Stadium. Mm. Home game for no one. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what Pepper Stadium missed out on. Let's take a game between two uh, western-based sides to the fucking most eastern stadium yeah. that we can find. Um, it, it, it's this typical little petty, frustrating, bullshit NRL stuff. You know, yes, Penrith, you've earned a home final. Oh, no, your ground announcer can't be the ground announcer for this one. Yep. And same thing with fucking Brookie. It's, and, you know, like, it's, that, so it's just that little bullshit stuff, but, you know, you, you get along with it. But... Um, I hope that in preparation for this, we've done nothing but watch videos of what the dogs did to the Broncos yep. a couple of months back. Yep. Because that's what this team is capable of. And Cassiano. Cassiano will be side. back. Yep. He will be raring for another goal at Corey Parker. The only way he gets that He's is get by through progressing through this game. Yep. Um, you know, it would. We've shown that we've improved in a lot of areas recently, especially in our discipline. Um, it needs to stick. Yep. We need to go into this game and control the football. Penrith have far more points in them than Canterbury do. Yep. Uh, and Canterbury are going to have a couple of people playing out of position because of imaginary friends. Uh, but if there's anything that kills us, it's overconfidence. If they go into this game expecting to blow them off the park, I think they're in for a very rude shock. And if Griffin is anything, any kind of fucking coach, I mean, that's, of course, it's not going to happen. I mean... I'm still a little bit concerned about Hardacre. Yeah. Like, I, I understand he's on some fucking exchange student program and yeah. and he's over here having a great time and he's probably going to go pick fruit in the off-season. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're going into finals football carrying a fullback on the bench. On the bench, it is weird, isn't it? You know, it, it's strange. And and I don't know if we're, you know, some sort of contractual obligation to him to do that or give him a certain amount of game time or, or things like that. Or it could just be your traditionally biscuit side, so I'm <coughs> cover for the backs as well as a Biscuit hedge, yeah. <laughs> it's just a biscuit hedge. Yeah, it's yeah. a biscuit yeah. hedge. Um, but it, it can't lead to any sort of long-term cohesion in that, yeah. that back line. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. He might he might score a score a hat trick and yep and get us through. But still reckon you'll win. I really hope Penrith get through. I hope if I Canterbury, the Canterbury, the last month, I think you're all right. I think you're done. I think you got him in. 
I just hope we've been airdropping stuff yeah. to Josh Reynolds' house. Remember what the Cowboys Because the dogs have shown absolutely nothing, so it's not even like it's not even plausible to go, oh, yeah, Desi's got something up his sleeve. Maybe defensively. Maybe defensively you would. Yeah. But, you know, they still need to put points on, and it's yeah. hard to see where it's all coming from for the yeah. doggies. So even on our worst night, we've still got 12, 18 points in us. Yep. And that is full time for episode 238. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you hit the like button, share the shit around, send us messages through there as well if you're on Facebook and not on Twitter. Um, iTunes, no new reviews this week. So uh, get around that. If you haven't given us a review on iTunes, get in there and find This Week in League on the uh, on the iTunes store. And uh, it takes two like two minutes. Just don't swear in it or else it won't come through. And uh, don't put X Factor in it. Put X Factor in it as many times you want. X Factor every second word is a challenge. Supercoach. The last round, someone has jumped up into the lead to win it, who, as far as my recollection is concerned, did not lead at any stage this season. Uh, So, tremendous. So, congratulations to the Pool Sharks, and uh, who who won that competition by 251 points over second place. NZ underscore Magpie 54, who was leading the last few weeks. Mm. Uh, the Wendells, uh, Bobbers, Too Much Tuners, Ives, Seagulls, Farku, All, Fiji and Eels back in the top 10. Dave's Doggies and Ram and Robbo finishing in 10th place. So what Ram and Robbo's bringing up the rear. Yep, as he does. Fantastic. The battle is still down to the wire between the top three. Uh, I think it's probably only top three that can win it, given we only have, what, four, six, eight, nine games left in the season. Mm-hmm. So, with nine games left, we have Whitey on 142, leading David Kingston on 141, over Desi's Ducks on 140. If it's going to come from anyone, those three matched each other last week with six six right. Lemon, a further back on 139, and then again, another point back, we've got Frico, Nine, Erebus, Chaos, and SNS Marla, and then it drops back another point to John Zambelli, Voodoo Rock, and Michael Rothery. So, I think... The, the margin between 1st and 10th has contracted. It's only five points now. However, I think that... Uh, I think it's going to come from those top three and mm. Whitey in the box seat. Pick the ladder competition. You all thought we forgot about that shit, but uh, results are through at the end of, the, end, end of it. And uh, I'm happy to say that Mitch Poole, the winner of Supercoach, got up and won. Really? Yep. So you won two com- fucking well done, sir. Trent's other noticeable results. Trent Slats was up there second. Um, it's funny you see you can see a lot of uh, like Tigers fans up there because you know they would have tipped their team to do well and they, and they did better than they they previously. <laughs> Mup, he was up there. He was uh, he was fifth. So yep, no doubt based on the Titans having a reasonable season. Uh, down the bottom. Oh, thank God I didn't finish in the bottom five. Nice. You finished hang on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth. You got tenth. Fuck yeah. So that's not too bad. It was only Manly that fucked me. I had Manly in the top four. There you go. Manly fucked me what completely. A fucking, <laughs> what a fucking idiot I was. Yeah, and uh, Freako9, who's doing very well. In fact, he, he's jumped up into fifth in the tipping with a perfect round last week, uh, which really jumped him up the up levels. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's dead fucking last in the... In the <laughs> dead fucking last. <laughs> so wow. unlucky. 
Um, and that's it. That's about that's about all we've got time for this week, I think. Um, good luck to the teams in the finals. Good luck to the fans that are in the finals as well. And, Get on uh, the Panthers bandwagon. We got room for everyone. Yeah, I guess I guess you know. Uh, fans of the other eight teams sort out your bandwagon and uh we have and, to figure uh, out a way get on um, before it departs if if it works out that Penrith play Brisbane yes we've got a uh a ready made guest host yes ready to make an appearance yes yes so we do everyone in Twill Nation needs to be on that Panthers bandwagon and hopefully get a couple hmm? I mean a couple of guest hosts done you know what I'm saying sensational and uh yeah more on that if it ever happens if when and 14 nil to the Roosters, it looked, the dream was fucking on. The dream was fucking on. It was, it, the dream was alive. <laughs> and it died really fucking quick. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that's it. Good luck. See you next week. Uh, get your tips in, especially if you're in contention. Oh, and, uh, and that burn. Oh, yeah, I mean, these guys, the discipline of these guys, though. Yeah, true. You know, they're not going to fuck. That's eighty percent of winning a tipping comp. And it's funny when you look when you look back at the at the tips over the week, you just see their scores just lining up. You know, almost exactly. You know, the whole way across. So I mean, it's just one or two effort. upsets during the year. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, so yeah, best of luck, everyone, and uh, yeah, talk to you next week. Later. <laughs>